Was Dak Prescott's game against the Washington Commanders in Week 18 the worst game that he's ever played? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. First-time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? I'm uh, uh, in Los Angeles, and despite being in Los Angeles, I am doing my best to keep my head above the water as it pours down on me. Uh, and, and I just want to take the time to give a quick shout out to my poor brother-in-law who uh, stayed with us on, on Sunday night just so that he could go to root on his TCU Horn Frogs mm. in the national championship game. And instead of getting the normal Los Angeles sunny experience, he got a face full of 65 to 7 and a very, very soaked rain poncho. So. Yeah. Sorry, George. This is why you don't let non-SEC teams in the championship games. I'm just you don't want to be embarrassed like that. Sorry, TCU fans. I know it Absolutely. hurts a little bit. It'll get better. Probably not. Uh, all right, later. Let's uh, let's talk about the the tape that we we unfortunately got to watch on Monday. We speaking of not getting speaking of not getting better. Yeah. Uh, let's let's watch this tape. Really. We did not burn the tape. We actually went back and no. watched it. We got to start with Dak because. We talked about Dak on Sunday night after the game. He played so poorly. Going back and watching the tape, honestly, I think this might have been the worst I've ever seen him play. He was a disaster from the opening snap. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was his worst game. I, I, you know, I think a lot of his poor play was compounded by other stuff too. Like, I mean, you know, there was a vast, you know, majority of the game was him making kind of poor decisions, making some YOLO throws, like you know, just. Things yeah, I talked about on Twitter how it felt like the Cowboys specifically were kind of taking away the easy button uh, for this last game. They, run any po- yes. they, they ran like, you know, literally half, 50% less play action than the second lowest play action, play action usage game this entire season. They, they yeah. were running almost no motion. Uh, everything was very kind of straightforward. They weren't seemingly scheming anybody open. Uh, and Dak, honestly, like going back and watching it, and I think I may have even put this in my notes, like that that's for people that haven't been out to training camp before or, or seen Dak practice in training camp. That's what a Dak training camp practice looks like, where he's, he was passing up uh, easy layup opportunities to try and throw a 20 yard opposite hash deep crossing route to a tight end that had three guys on it when he had Noah Brown like, you know, underneath for an easy six or seven yards. You know, it just felt like there were so many instances of him trying the harder throw uh, uh, when it was, wasn't was necessary. I don't know if you saw this, but his average depth of target was like over 11 yards, which is 
Like, why? Like, you know, like, I mean, well, they were was, having... There was a, even a part in this game that was, like, back-to-back 50-yard throws down the middle of the field where, frankly, they just haven't done that at all this year. It's like, okay, hey, we're trying stuff right now. Yeah. Why do you try this stuff in Week 18 when you could be working on your offense? I don't know. but it, Because it just... I don't think they were interested in working on their offense. Do you? Like, that was... That was, I think, the, the the takeaway I had is that I think that they were hoping that they could play a vanilla game and win with the talent that they had, and that just that plan did not work. It, Dak didn't it, play the way he did against Washington because Washington has too many big athletic guys on defense to play that style, right? If you want to play vanilla, they're they're more than happy to do that against you because that's how they win, right? Best third down team in in football on defense. You know, and and I think that the 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 issue with the game wasn't on third down. I mean, you knew that that was going to be kind of a difficult thing to do on third down, especially if you aren't going to be using play action and motion or any of the things that kind of help get your guys open. Uh, where this team lost this game is offensively on first and second down. You know, they ran a, too many RPOs. They ran so many RPOs it was ridiculous, and 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 it, it, it wasn't really working. They weren't able to kind of gain any traction in the run game, so they couldn't get anything on first and second down. So vast majority of of, of Dak's pass attempts were on third down and unmanageable against a pass rush that was only sending four people and then dropping everybody. And because you know that pass rush includes guys like Durant Bain and and Chase Young and and, and all Montez these guys, Sweat. Montez yeah. Sweat, you know they they were getting enough pressure on Dak that it made him uncomfortable and forcing him to throw into a lot of coverage. So I think a, a good portion of this, I'm not writing Dak off at all, or writing off that Dak didn't play a good game. He, again, I totally agree. Probably the worst game he's played. It's just in his maybe it's, it's explainable why he played poorly. Well, yes, and then on top of that, you know, even at the moments when he did make the right read and he made the right throw, there were guys dropping passes to, to just kind of add on top of that. Like, I think the only time that that didn't happen is on CD's touchdown. Right, the, yeah. CD's touchdown was the only time when it felt like Dak made the right decision, the right throw. And the the player caught it, and, and guess what? They scored a touchdown. Outside of that, in the two minute offense that they ran right before halftime, they had almost no success on offense. Um, and and you know, like I said, it's a healthy portion of Dak making bad decisions, then or Dak making a bad throw, or uh, when he did make the the right decision and the right throw, guys just dropping it or just not being where they're supposed to be. I, I do wonder a little bit if. Tampa Bay is just going to dare Dallas to throw the ball down the field in this game because what you saw in this game was any time Dallas had to throw the ball beyond 10, 12 yards, they just didn't have any success. Guys were dropping passes, right? T.Y. had kind of a 50-50 ball that hit his hands he didn't catch. Noah Brown had one deep down the middle of the field that he didn't catch. I, I just wonder if Tampa is, is saw what happened in this game and they're just you're going to keep as many guys close to the line of scrimmage as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I, I think that the where the Cowboys probably should have made more adjustments is I think that they should have targeted Dar- Dalton Schultz more. I, I Quicker think he, too. Dal- like- Dalton Schultz in the in the middle of the field on quick routes was winning almost every single time. I think he ended up in the center of the field. Like I think on five attempts, he was three of five for like you know three first downs. So, but instead of ha- instead of that being the third read or whatever, like. Shotgun, boom, seven yards, hitch route. You know, let's move. Let's keep going like that. 
I agree. Like against Tampa, that's probably the way that you're going to need to have success as well. I, I think that having Biotis back is going to be very helpful because I think Dak is just going to feel more comfortable about stepping up into the pocket to deliver the throw. There, uh, seriously, I mean, I, I stopped the game at one point to come talk to you guys uh, in the Twitter DMs because I was only like five minutes into the game and Dak had already twice left a uh, uh, clean pocket to roll out the back of it right as the receiver was breaking open. It was just it was just a weird timing thing. So I, I think agree. if he can just hand, hang in there for a half second, that was the other thing I, I say that positive on the offense that didn't really get noticed is I saw Michael Gallup getting open. I saw some of these other guys breaking open on slants. It felt like Dak, you know, missed a couple of pretty serious opportunities with uh, on a corner route to 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 uh, Gallup where he broke wide open on a slant where he was open and then the ball came out high and, and you know so I think that there were opportunities more opportunities for Dak uh, I just think he was uh, you nailed it I think he was trying to avoid getting hurt I think he was trying to avoid taking unnecessary yeah. hits yeah. Uh, and, and, and when you're serving more than one master and, and the only goal when, the, when there's more than one goal than just winning the football game you know this happens well really quickly before we get to a break I've seen Tom Brady do this for years, especially the last four or five years where he's going to play different in the regular season than he does in the playoffs. And you'll see it this week. I can guarantee it during the regular season. He's not going to take a hit. Like he's just not going to hold the ball longer than he has to. He's not going to take sacks. He's going to throw the ball at people's feet. But when you get to the playoffs, he's more likely to stand tall in the pocket, take a hit while he's throwing the ball to make big plays. That's what this felt like for me, for Dak, where, Hey, I'm going to get outside the pocket and throw off my back foot. So there's no chance that I get rolled up on. There's no chance that I bang my thumb against the helmet. Yeah. It's just hard to play football consistently that way. And you see with Tampa Bay with Brady, like it's a reason why they have the least explosive offense in the NFL. And that's the way Dallas looked on Sunday. Yeah, it was just it wasn't a full commitment to winning the game, and you know when you don't fully commit to winning the game, and the other team has nothing to lose, um, you know they're they're, they're going to play better football than you, and 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 it doesn't get it doesn't help it when, on top of trying not to win, trying not to get hurt, you're also kind of pressing while trying to yeah. not get hurt. It's yeah. just it's just too much conflicting mental stuff. I do want to talk about the offensive line because yeah. I had some mixed thoughts there, but before we do that. I want to let you guys know about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. It means if you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Landon, we also wanted to tell you about TurboTax. Believe it or not, it's tax season again. TurboTax has experts who can help relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so... You can not 
do your taxes. You know, somebody else do it for you. With a TurboTax 100% expert guarantee, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish so you can relax, you can enjoy yourself, you can catch up on uh, whatever TV series you're watching right now. I know Landon, he's watching like seven different things right now. What do it's, I need to start watching? Uh, uh, if you haven't finished White Lows in season then, two, then that is a very good example of not taxes. Exactly. I want to do that rather than doing my taxes. Uh, it feels yeah. so good to be done with your taxes. Come to TurboTax.com uh, to learn more. So you don't do your taxes. Again, visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Into it, TurboTax. All right, Landon, let's, uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Some positives and some negatives. Let's start. Let's be positive since we were very negative in the last segment. <laughs> I thought Jason Peters was really good in passing. Yeah. He's so good at left tackle. I'll tell you what. I think that uh, he struggled a little bit in the run game. I think I think they all kind of a little struggled a little bit in the run game. But Peters looked really great in the pass protection, just getting out and and and, and engaging the guys and playing aggressive. Uh, you know, hard setting folks like just looks real smooth and looks clean and, and, and kind of, you know, I think there was a certain point a little bit, you know, earlier in the season where I was concerned, are we ever, is he done being that guy that was even like with the bears last year at times, right. Where he still looked really good. Uh, I don't think we are. I mean, I think he showed you that he still has some of that in him. He's, he played really well. Uh, Peters is not my concern uh, for this whole OL offensive line shuffle. Uh, in fact, it's basically everybody else involved in that offensive line shuffle that I have concerned with as opposed to Peter. So, uh, yeah, great, great game by him. And I thought he, especially considering the competition, you know, some of those defensive ends that they've got, uh, I thought he played really well. Now, the negative. Yeah. I don't know how to say this, but Tyler Smith just doesn't look like a left guard right now. It's so neither, weird. He's and so neither Connor McGovern. Left- yeah, they, yeah, neither one of them look comfortable at their position to me. Right? No, it, it, it's it, it's you would think on paper, right? You drafted Tyler Smith to be a left guard. You have Jason Peters, who's in you know a former All Pro left tackle. You have Connor McGovern, who has struggled a little bit with power. Play him at center. You've got Tyron Smith. This should be your best five offensive linemen, and it's not. And it's it does it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean. He's not playing guard at the level that you would have uh, expected it to. I mean, considering he t- did take all of training camp, uh, and he looked—I thought he looked really decent at, at guard. He looked better than he's looked, you know, in this game at, at guard. So, uh, you know, look—I mean, we've we've messed around with Tyler Smith's development quite a bit, bit flopped him back and forth already. You know, once each way. Um, I think it's time to kind of figure out a way to get him back into left tackle and get Connor McGovern back on and Tyler Biotish back in the field. If that's the case, I, I feel a lot more confident about how this offensive line is going to look. I just feel at this point, I feel more co- confident in uh, man. This is <laughs> this, the end of the season is a complete mirror image of the, of the beginning of the season. I feel more comfortable at with Tyler Smith at left tackle than I do with him at left guard. You know, I think he's, a, he's played a lot more competent at left tackle than what I've seen him at left guard so far. Um, you know, I hate to take Jason Peters off the field. I wish that we could figure out a way to, and this is another thing, I wish we could figure out a way to get him to play some on the right side a little bit and see if we could get a competition going between him and Tyron Smith. Because Which is wild, man. It's Tyron wild Smith has just not that. played great football, you know, and, and I, I think he's pass protecting well, but I, I think he's struggling um, 
with some of the nuanced stuff uh, in the run game, especially. Yeah, I agree. Know? Like, I think as a pass blocker, he's been better than fine. Like, I've, yeah. I, I honestly, I, there's been a couple of spots early when he played that spot that I worried about him, but he's been fine as a pass blocker. It's just they're getting no push on that right side at all. Yeah, and I think that you know, it's not like a strength issue. It's a uh, it's a footwork issue. It's it's a leverage issue. Um, I think it's just it's getting it's still getting Ty- Tyron used to kind of hard stepping with his left foot instead of his right foot on a backside cutoff. You know, it's well, it's, and I also wonder. I think it might be an athleticism issue. Not that Tyron's not athletic. But the Cowboys were able to do so much more with Terrence Steele in terms of like having him block on the move. That's just not Tyron anymore. Yeah, I, I also they also just aren't calling that stuff anymore. But is it is, because interesting. Tyron? Not- that, that's what I don't know because I, I I actually don't think that I've you know when I've seen him on the move it it, it hasn't looked like a problem. Like it's it's more. I think finding his footing, it's not an athlete. So like, I'll give you an example, right? There was, there was a, uh, an inside zone play that they ran from shock shotgun. And Tyron's job was to seal the, seal the guy inside to the guard and then get to the second level to block the linebacker. He did all of it with the athleticism that you would think, right. To get there. It's just, he looked awkward on the second level because everything's backwards than where he's used yeah. to. Right. He's it's yeah. like, it's this guy's moving from here to there, as opposed to here, there to here, you know, when you're on the left side. So I, I think there is improvement that can be made with Tyron just another week of doing it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the idea that, that Tyron Smith is ever going to be as good at right tackle this, no. you know, this off season or this postseason as Terrence Steele was, I think obviously we were learning that that's not going to happen. I mean, we have all offseason talk about it, but if if he's not going to be your right tackle, because I think it's clear Dallas would love to have Terrence Steele back and hopefully healthy, and you need Tyler Smith to be your left tackle because he's struggling a little bit at guard, where does that put Tyron Smith on this team? As a swing tackle, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's still really early to figure out if Tyler's, Tyron Smith is playing next year, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think we still got... We got a ways important, to go. We got an important game between now and then. Uh, I want to talk about the defense because we, we, we do need to touch on that. But before we do that, let's tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They've obviously got NFL playoff betting. There's basketball going on. Hockey is going on. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, if we know that you do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It's always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. I thought for the most part, Landon, please correct me if you feel differently, the defense played well. I, I think the the defensive linemen, especially Oso Digizu, uh, Carlos Watkins, played well. Micah Parsons had another big game. But it's the cornerback spot that we should talk about because I think the Cowboys are still searching for answers. I think they were hoping that Trayvon Mullen would be reliable. And it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that – we should. I think it's Nation Wright's job to lose right now, you know. And and I think they 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 put Mullen out there to see what they've got in Mullen, 
Um, and I think that you're going to see uh, uh, Rhodes, obviously, if if he you know gets some uh, opportunity with the with the first team to kind of rotate in. I think you probably will see him as your fourth corner, right, and, and getting some opportunity there. But I think for the most part, it's Nashawn Wright's job, especially after what we saw from Mullen. Now, look, I mean, Mullen got victimized by the classic, you know, throw the ball, throw, under throw the ball, deep ball, and and make your wide receiver stop, and then force a, a defensive pass interference call on him. But even beyond that, it, it's it's a very familiar tune to Cowboys fans where he has no problem keeping in phase with with the defender. It's getting his head around to find the ball when the ball arrives. That's the problem. Um, so that's obviously a, a familiar tune for the Cowboys. Except, fans. I mean, that's every Dallas Cowboys cornerback in NFL history since, I mean, Dion and Trevon Diggs are the only ones that don't qualify, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I, famously the 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 I, 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 was the guy that we, we just felt like, dude, just get your head around and you'll be a really great corner. And guess what? Now he is with the Bengals. He's all right, doing a great so I'm going to ask you a question: If you had to bet on who is the who plays the most snaps on the outside next week, outside of Trevon Diggs? Who would you bet on? This could be a trick question because if they play a lot of 12 personnel, I bet it's bland. Um, yeah, but they're but, not. I, I think what you'll not. see is you'll see no. a lot of Evans with Godwin in the slot and Julio on the outside. I think it's right. I mean, that's that's my opinion. And then I think that Rhodes will kind of rotate in there a little bit too. I, I mean, look, this is a little bit early to be chatting about this. I don't hate I don't hate the matchup. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's there definitely are worse matchups that the Cowboys could be facing with Nation Wright on the outside than this, this group. Correct. So I agree. Like uh, if they had a five foot ten receiver who got open quickly, that's where I would get nervous about right now. He does match up well against like a Julio Jones if they're just gonna run Julio down the field over and over again. But in some ways like I kind of want Xavier Rhodes playing that spot in this game, to be honest. Well, with you. I, I think you're going to see both. I, I do think that if Xavier Rhodes is able to is capable of playing, which you know it sounds like he probably will be, uh, I definitely think that you, there's likelihood that you'll see both playing in this game. Just, I just because Rhodes has playoff experience, he's been yeah, around forever. Sure. He has a ton of experience playing against both Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Like, I just wonder if the Cowboys feel like. Listen, we know he's not fantastic. He's not. He's going to get beat a couple times, but we can trust him to not kill us on defense. Look, I don't want to get into the Cowboys-Buccaneers game three days before we're supposed to, but I t- honestly believe that if the Cowboys can find a way to keep it all in front of them, They'll be fine. They, could st- they could stop this Tampa Bay offense. The, 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 there's... No one on that team is breaking any tackles. <laughs> like, go, go look at this. The, go watch one of these Tampa Bay games. To, you know, the way that the, the the difference has been for Tom Brady this last these last few games is that he's hit these deep balls. That he's that he started to hit some of these deep passes a little bit more than he hasn't previously. They've spent the entire season dinking, dunking teams, and then hoping for for yak, which they which never produced itself. And and they don't really have receivers who play like that. So I think if the Cowboys can find a way to figure out to keep that second cornerback spot from leaking 50 yard passes down the field yeah. that, that, that they should be able to handle this, this, this Buccaneers passing game. Just which corner do you trust the most? Nation, Wright, Trayvon Mullen, Calvin Joseph, Xavier Rhodes. I, the answer might be none of them. Um, I, they've got options. That, that's the thing. They've got options. They aren't all of them are great options, but you know, neither is, you know, 30 year old still heard Julio Jones. So that's the, that's the bright side is that it's not like they have someone I know outside of those top two guys to truly exploit the situation. So you just got to yeah. watch the matchups a little bit. Um, 
Any other thoughts on the Cowboys defense from this game? Because again, I thought they played pretty well. They were in some bad situations. Yeah. The offense and special teams just put them into some horrific spots. And for the most part, they battled their way through it to keep this game close. But I don't know. Dan Quinn, even after the game said they were trying some stuff just to get some different looks, but I thought they were fine. Which, which I think goes points to the kind of general idea of what I've been talking about of serving more masters than just trying to win the game, right? They're trying to try things. They're trying to do things that aren't necessarily trying to win the game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that a, a bright spot that we should mention is the improved play of the down roster defense events. I, I think that all of them had much better games than, than recently and looked to be back kind of in shape. Fowler, Sam Williams had a sack. Armstrong played really well. Um, so I think that was really important. Uh, we talked. You talked about Odigizua. I think he had probably one of his best games of the yeah. season. It's that's going to be really important. I think this this the coming week because I think he had a really good game against Tampa last time, and I think interior pressure against Tom Brady is going to be absolutely massive. Yeah. So if they can find a way to continue to have him have a big game, and then the other guy we obviously really need to talk about is Chauncey Golson. Yeah. Chauncey Golson really had a good game and was kind of doing all kinds of different stuff. You know, the previous well, not last week, but two weeks ago, he had a really good game and it was like on all pass rush stuff and we were like well if we could figure out a way to get him involved in run, run game and then he comes out this last week and, and the really impressive snaps he had were specifically uh in the run game I, there was one play where he was just using his length and his quickness to like put the the guard that was blocking him in a complete spin cycle and then he ended up confusing the running back on where to go and then it ends up tackling for a loss um, I, I think if, if Golson is really starting to come on a little bit, like we've seen these last two, three weeks, that could be absolutely massive, especially if he's able to kind of win early a little bit uh, in the interior uh, in pass rushing situations. He's got long arms. He can knock down passes. That could be really key, uh, pairing those two and then getting Jonathan Hankins back. Um, defensive tackle play, despite our fears that it's our, it's not good enough. I think defensive tackle play is going to be really, really uh, important when playing the Buccaneers. Yeah, Golston has been really, really, really good. I, yeah. He just hasn't played a ton. Um, so yeah, I got the numbers right here. So from PFF, since week nine, which is when he started to play at least a little bit more, 10th highest graded interior defensive lineman in the league. Now, it's not quite fair to call him an interior defensive lineman because he plays all over, um, but he's made plays. And I think I, at one point in the season, he was it was detrimental to have him out there. That's no yeah. longer the case. Right? I, honestly, like, it, it changed the, 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 I think, the week after you and I called him out, honestly. Like, the next week he had a really good game, and he's been playing really well since then. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right number of snaps are for him yet because we saw like weeks 11, 12, 13, 14, like he was getting like 10 to 14 snaps a game. Last couple of weeks, it's ramped up to 25-ish snaps a game. That might be too many, but I think in a rotation, 17 snaps, sure. I like him. I think he gives you something. Yeah, I think you, you put Hankins back in this rotation. You even out the, the distribution of, of the defensive tackle uh, snaps a little bit. I think everybody's going to be at a good level, right? You still want to feed Odigizua quite a bit of snaps. Uh, you know, I think you're right. Golson somewhere in the 15 to 20 snap area. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, guys like the down roster defensive tackles, uh, uh, you, you'll get like, you know, probably 25 wow. snaps, 30 snaps. And then similar. Some of those guys might not well. even be active. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's gonna be interesting to see how they fit everybody on these on this game day roster because everybody coming back. 
Yeah. Um, last thing on defense I wanted to mention to you. How did you enjoy the Tyler Coyle slot corner experience on Sunday? That was wild, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, he had no problem making tackles. I'll tell you that much. I mean, that's, listen, I'm a big fan of Tyler Coyle because he can do so much, but what he can't do is play slot corner for you. So that's a tough matchup against Terry McLaurin. Yeah, well, and all, I mean, listen, I mean, speaking of trying things that didn't work, I, on Terry McLaurin's touchdown, uh, they tried to have, uh, 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 what's his name? Well, I always Demone, want to say Bland. Demone Clark. Damone Clark, yeah. yeah. They had Damone Clark trying to cover uh, Scary Terry, uh, which, uh, you know, guess scary. what? Spoiler alert, it didn't work. Uh, yeah, it was pretty scary. So, you know, I, I, again, I think it kind of goes back to talking what Quinn said about, you know, trying different people at different things and, and kind of deploying and see what people can do. Let's not do that again. Let's not. Let's not put. Uh, I don't care how how quick Clark is, how fast Clark is. Let's not put him on the team's number one receiver when he's in the slot. I, should, I was happy to see Tyler Coyle out there. He was somebody who made the roster last year. Uh, was on the on the roster on the practice squad for the year. First snaps he got of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody the Cowboys just like, like going in year three. Like if you happen to lose Donovan Wilson, like hey, now you just move up the depth chart. You become the new. Israel Makamo play on special teams, do all that kind of stuff. So, hey, good for him. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're gonna we got a busy show or busy week. Uh, we've got questions coming up this week. We got a crossover. We actually have two, you know, like an extra day to preview this game because the Cowboys play on Monday. It's, it's gonna be wild, man. It's gonna be absolutely wild. But it absolutely uh, is. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the biggest uh, stories. Um, local insights, making it to the national spotlight uh, with daily conversations of all things NFL. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube. Follow Lynn and on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'll see you guys next time.